Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Write or Die show. I'm your host, Randy Lee Boslaw. On the show, we interview other writers and we talk about mental health from their personal journeys. If you have not already hit that like and subscribe button, go ahead, do that now so that you never miss an episode. All right, everybody. So welcome back. Um, today with us, we have a guest from very far away. He'll tell you all about it. Um, so please welcome Auntie Mati with me. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. So where are you visiting us from? Actually, I'm now in Spain, but I am Finnish. I live in Finland and Spain. Nice. I have never been to either of them. The only European places I've been are um, Italy and Ireland. So Rome and Dublin, or yeah, yeah, yeah. One the Ireland or the um, Italy was a school trip, so we went to Rome, Venice, Florence. Like we traveled about, it was really cool. Um, would love to go back. And then Ireland was actually for a kickboxing competition. Um, so yeah, we were in Dublin, and every time my team wasn't fighting. I'm like, let's go and see stuff. <laughs> I'm probably never coming back. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about who you are. Okay, I'm a 27 years, 27 year old guy from Finland. And I have a very, very colorful background. So for example, I have been in 47 countries lived in seven, oh, sorry, six. And then uh, then I speak, speak six languages from which oh like half is on back on the basics used to be good and back in basics and the other one fluent and then uh, I lived in I was born actually in Holland in Netherlands just wow. because my parents were working there and then we when I was one year old moved to Finland and have lived there okay were your parents from Finland to begin they with were, they, were oh, okay. they just worked in, in Netherlands okay and then all my friends are from Finland I grew up there, went to schools there, and did my BSc in computer science in Finland and army army training in Finland. And wow, so yeah, super colorful background. So why do you now live in both Finland and Spain? Uh, because I I got when I was working for Nokia, I was a special engineer for Nokia mobile phones. Ah. I was traveling for them. I knew the knew the product from the beginning to the very end. So they sent me all around the world to fix fix projects. I was in China, India, and Canada, actually in Vancouver twice. Wow. And in the US. And then 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 I burned out so badly there that, mm -hmm. that my body gave up. So both of my parents died within half a year and I worked Aww. too much and my wife got sick. And then I just couldn't get up from the bed one morning in the conference in Helsinki. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that that leads us straight into our conversation here. Um, no, that's perfect. No, that's so perfect. Um, but shocking. Um, so, you know, you just keep going and we'll, I'll just interject questions as I see fit because, yeah, okay. sounds like you're taking us down the route that we want to go. Okay, so I, I was studied for three years, all the tests done. And uh, if I didn't, because I had a very sport background when I was younger, I was uh, in the Finnish national competitions. Oh, wow. And, uh, we came sixth on the, with the, my sport team on the hurdles, four times hundred hurdles. 
but we came sixth because I, I broke my leg on the halfway. Oh but my the, goodness. I was the first runner, so I wanted to finish it. I don't I don't remember ever having such pain like that one. Yeah, so, so you kept running even though you broke your leg. I kept running even if I broke my leg. And uh, maybe this leads now to after the school, I went to army, and because of my sport background, I was straight picked to commando training. That's like uh, green barrettes. Oh, okay. Most difficult one in that time in the army, and there was hundred and forty of us, and I was one of the forty recruits that graduated from that hundred and forty. I had a wow. broken, broken ribs, broken teeth, frostbite. It's brutal. They discontinued this training because it was too brutal. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yes, but all this kind of background, sports, the army, it teached me to put the pain aside, put the just keep going. Even if you don't have energy, you just keep going. And mm -hmm. all this in the work life was a mistake because everything in my physics were already saying that you can't keep going, but I just kept going. And then one morning I couldn't get up. So I actually broke in my brain areas. So the it's not producing any more enzymes to handle stress. So if I do anything physical, I get horrible pain. If I do anything mental stress, I get horrible pain. And then weather effects, I get pain. Loud sounds, I get pain. Lights, I get pain. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to to kind of mention is that it's becoming more common to understand that the the mental side affects the physical side. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. And you are an attestment to that. Yeah. And uh, because of this attitude that like discard your body, discard your tiredness. That led all into this 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 problem. But then again, the same attitude helped me to survive. So Finland was uh, the winter. I love winter, the cold. I love the snow, everything. Oh, about no, no, no. Oh, my goodness. No, I am so the opposite. Okay. I it kind of slightly snowed yesterday while we were trick-or-treating, and I wanted to cry. And it didn't even oh. stay on the ground, but I just, no, no. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you love it, so that's good. I love it. We even bought own house because I love to do the snow work, but even that was too much for me. So we had to find a solution that, uh, with the pain and with uh, no ability to do anything physical anymore, sports and uh, any any mental work. Of course, depression came. Yeah. And so I was eventually diagnosed with uh, severe depression and uh, fatigue, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, CFS. And then uh, in the soft tissue arthritis. So winter in Finland was poison for me. So I was in so bad shape that one day I was in, we were in one of the Europe, big European cities. And I was in the metro, waiting for the metro subway. Mm -hmm. And I was like feeling very, very, very in peace that now it all ends. There comes the metro and all I have to do is take a trip and it all, it's all over. 
Okay, so clearly that didn't happen. Um, so what did happen? A cliffhanger here. Obviously, it didn't happen. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, so what did happen? I immediately, like, images from my wife and my brothers and uh, friends came up, and I, I took a step back and decided to do something about it. So then, then I just booked us a place in Spain for a winter, and it helped. Okay. It really helped. I could start to walk again. I could start swim again and stuff. So it really helped in the head area. Good. Yes. Exercise is such a big uh, coping mechanism that people talk about on this show, but it can be extremely difficult when you're also in extreme pain. Yes. If it's pain for you, the like if it's poison for you, the physical, it's really hard to find the balance. It's really, really yeah. difficult. And I was yeah. very extreme in sports. So when I realized that I couldn't keep up anymore in the Pilates with older ladies, I was like, that's it. This is over for me. Yeah, that's kind of my jam right now, Aquafit. I, I love that, all the older ladies. There's also one older guy there, but yeah, I'm probably the, the youngest in the class. Yeah, I'm now one of the older ladies, I think. <laughs> I feel old. like one of the older ladies, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, so Spain worked, and then my dream was always to live in uh, in Florida, so we lived, I booked a place in uh, Kissimmee in Orlando us for half a year and we just stayed there and went to the theme parks we bought annual tickets and we went to parks 120 days in half a year wow yeah i have yet to be to florida um and like see any of the parks my husband's been to disney world when he was younger but i have yet to be but it's on the list is it worth it should i go uh it's worth it yeah Okay, okay. I'll take your word for it. You, I, I think you would love Universal more. Sorry, Disney. <laughs> that is that is actually where, because when the kids were like much younger, we were thinking yeah. Disney. But now that they're older, yeah, we're much more leaning towards the Universal side. You know, if we ever go. <laughs> okay, so, that, so you're in Florida. Yeah, that was extreme because, and it helped because the the world built up in the Disney worlds and the universal. They are so out from our ordinary days. Mm -hmm. so just by walking there, the sounds, the, the smells, the action, everything, it helped to like kind of shake your head, your mind away from the whatever used to cause you stress where your mind was uh, like ordinary days. It, it's very good, good. The mental therapy, the theme parks. I really, really recommend that. Excellent. I'll keep that in mind. I'll be like, honey, I'm feeling depressed. Let's go to a theme park. Yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> it sounds bad, but I mean, if it works, then I'll do it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting, but it works. It's it kind of wakes you up from. It's forcing you to be aware what's around you. When oh, at yes. home you go in a fog, you just like you're automated. You go to shop, home, do your business. Yeah. And you go to those places, it's like, what? What's going on? And it's so, true. so true. Okay. Um, so continue. Yeah. So next winter, my wife always wanted to live in south of France in Cote d'Azur. So I I booked us a place at uh, Cannes. How do you say it? Cannes or Cannes? Next to For me. what? Cannes, the city on the at the sea, the coast. Cannes. Oh, okay. Ken? I don't know. 
Unnecessary. I, I am it, not geographically um, um, okay. good. Part of yeah. Friends Riviera. So we stayed there for half a year, just <laughs> driving around, okay. watching the eating, eating. And uh, does your wife work. do anything for work? She, she quit always for those those days. Okay. Yeah, those okay. Days. You got to take care of health first, health and family. Yeah, that's we started to realize eventually. Yes, exactly. Okay, so you're in the, the French Riviera area. And that was too cold. So then we started to think our options, that uh, Spain was good and Florida was the best for the body. Okay. Like the least pain, but uh, Florida is so far to handle from Europe. So we yes. decided to come back to Spain and now we have a permanent place in Spain and Turks. Nice. Oh, that's so exciting. I know. So I've been dealing with some different chronic pain and the cold definitely makes it worse. And so my husband, every time it gets cold, he goes, well, we can always move. And I'm like, it's not that easy. Only because like our family connection is here. Yeah. And we've got a grandchild here. And I'm like, but he's cute and little right now. I don't want to. I see him all the time. If I move away, I won't see him all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I totally agree. It's definitely crossed my mind to go somewhere warmer. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to hear that that does, that does help. Yeah, it helps. I think Canada has similar climate as Finland. So. Yeah, the, the summer is nice, although it can be very humid where I am because we're mm -hmm. I'm by the Great Lakes. Um, and this winter here where I am, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not shaded. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but anyways, I'm a little bit away from the really bad winter. Like Buffalo gets it worse because we're just across the border and Toronto gets it worse. So we're in this little like cove of, yes, it snows and some winters have been bad, but like not as bad as a lot of other areas in Canada. We, we got this nice little spot right here. <laughs> Perfect microclimate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it definitely we definitely get all the seasons, but it's not as bad as, say, Buffalo. Buffalo gets way more snow than we do, and so does Toronto. So. But do you like snow itself? If there's no, I hate everything cold. If it's if it's gonna snow, it needs to snow so much I get a snow day and don't have to leave the house. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I hate everything about winter. <laughs> my, my coldest was minus 42 Celsius. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, we, well, I mean, with wind chill, we've gotten that cold with wind chill, but not on its own. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, yeah. do you have Celsius or? Celsius, oh. yeah. Yeah, minus 42. That's pretty chilly. But everything, yeah. schools were open, shops were open, everyone went to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, everybody, like, the cold doesn't shut us down here. Um, ice will, though. If it gets, like, really icy on the roads, that'll shut it down. Yeah. So, just, it sucks, because I just, yeah. Anyways, enough talking about cold, because, like I said, it's starting to get cold here, and I don't want to think about it. So, you move, you finally moved back to Spain, you got a spot, and how and long then, have you now been there? Uh. Just a sec. My head is really slow. Seven years, six years. Six okay. Years. So you were really young when all of this started. I was 35. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty young. Right? I went so fast up the corporal letter that too fast, too fast everything. Yeah. And that happens a lot with like 
businesses too. We, we saw that a lot around here where businesses, they grew too fast that they just kind of imploded on themselves because yeah. they couldn't maintain it. And it's the same thing with, yeah, with sports, with work life. If you go too quickly and you don't, you don't have time to adapt to all the changing demands on you mm -hmm. that you just, yeah, you kind of implode, I guess. And you have to constantly, constantly learn. It's like you never went out of, uh, from school. Don't get that relaxing period that I just go to yeah. work and hang out, <laughs> but constantly, constantly learning, constantly doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. So now that now, once you got back to Spain and you kind of decided, yep, we're going to a permanent place here. Um, what kind of happened from there? Uh, then I tried various sports. Nothing worked. Golf, which I never considered as a sport. is <laughs> not my sport. Although I haven't played now for a year because being busy with something else, but uh, I can play half a round when usually it's 18 holes, I play nine. Yeah, I find nine is perfect. Yeah. And I have an, electro an electronic trolley with the remote control, so it's very easy. Nice. Yeah, we always get a cart. I can't walk that far. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, golf has, has proven to be pretty good. And I like you. I didn't really think of it so much sport-wise. Like mm. when people would say, what sports do you play? Golf was never on my list, but yeah, no. I, I enjoy it. I have purple golf clubs clearly like purple um yeah. any other sports that you found that work swimming diving diving actually is good if you have a arthritis or any difficulties but it only works if you are on a safari diving not on the from the beach because on safari you have all the gears ready yeah and then i have done courses that you can have enriched air so you have a 32 percent oxygen it actually helps your body Yes, I actually got my diving certificate not this past summer, the summer before. Okay. And yeah, I found the same thing when when we had to take it from the dock over yeah. to the water. Oh my gosh, that equipment is so heavy. Yeah, I had to get somebody to help. Yeah. But when you kind of when we kind of like tossed it into the water and we had to put it yeah. on when we were inside, I was like, okay, that's all right. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. In the water, they are not heavy. Yeah. yeah. So all now right. you have a reason to go somewhere warm diving yeah yeah i keep trying to convince my husband to also do it uh because i don't like doing stuff by myself <laughs> but he just doesn't like swimming <laughs> he likes being in a pool where he can touch the ground okay <laughs> so diving in the shell relatively where he can walk in the bottom. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> try to try to make him try it. It's 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 amazing sport. I have made him go snorkeling a couple times, so I've I've successfully got him at least in the water and looking at at stuff. But yeah. haven't quite got the diving part to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my my wife is always trying the sports I I do. So, but she was very afraid of diving that yeah. she was able to breathe. So I rented the equipment in finland and took her at the lake and then gave her the regulator and masks and now try try breathing underwater <laughs> and first time she spit out the regulator but second time she was fine so same day i booked her a course and now she's also advanced diver and we are going nice. month diving that is very exciting. Yeah. So okay so you found a few different things that you can do and then how in the weather is helping. So how is the mental part coming along at this point? 
uh, I struggled really long about that I felt guilty of not contributing to the world anything anymore, not being like a productive mm-hmm. person. And I always dreamed about writing. Okay. So I don't know why. I, I always dreamed about writing a book or something. So then I yeah. tried cliche. I was in Starbucks headphones, my ventilate, and then a laptop. And I was like, okay, let's try the writing. And I just started typing yeah. what I had in my mind. And I was like, okay, like the expectation how difficult it would be was so big that it kind of clouded my whole willingness to even try it. But once you I tried it, it was like, whoa, this is surprisingly easy. Right. I always find when I go to start a new book, it's a it feels like a daunting process because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to but you have so many. I browse your Amazon books and how many is <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there, there's a few. <laughs> Double digits, I think. Yeah. Um, but every time I go to start a new one, it it's that same feeling of this is gonna be so much work. How am I going to actually get this done? How am mm. I gonna stay on track? I am literally all over the place in my brain so like how am I gonna keep the purpose of this book study but yeah I find once I actually start writing it yeah it's like okay I got this it's good then the, and the book takes care of you kind of it's yes it's there I like and that. When you go there it it allows you to continue the journey it's exactly it's really yeah 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 no you've seen how many books are right and I still get that feeling so I don't know if it ever goes away or not I kind of hope so um but for me it's still there <laughs> so um okay so you started writing this book and we're going to talk more about the book in a, in a minute but I want to keep talking about the mental part for a sec um it's something you always wanted to do and so now is this making you feel like you're more contributing yes and it was a extremely good outlet for my head because I'm very 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 I see everything in like in a like a film in my head that's why I was at, at, at work in Nokia I was good because they say that think outside of the box always yeah floating there outside of the box I could see everything like a, like a film in my head so writing the book was just I type what I see it was extremely good for my head it uh, allowed me to be creative it allowed me to kind of put down something that uh, I could feel that it's coming from very deep inside something like straight from the soul straight from the heart something and I could put it on put it out and then read it afterwards I think it was it's it's very good mental Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. And so was was there any other things that you did to help mentally? Of course, I have read piles of uh, piles and piles of uh, self-help, how to be aware, Eckhart Tolle, all this, how you can be aware about uh, environment. Then I'm in the Spoonie group. I'm, if you know the Spoonie group in the Facebook, they are about the uh, fibromyalgia, similar, if you have a similar, this uh, chronic fatigue syndrome that 
reading there, studying what could help, getting uh, tons of advices from strangers, what could help, yeah, uh, which never does. And, and then I have studied so many, uh, even Tibetan uh, literature I have written that if there would be something to help. And my brother went as far as to Switzerland to some specialist who created for me even some uh, some kind of uh, noise what you're supposed to listen when you're sleeping like that it's oh. re reprogramming your brain like a very, very really really deep end with all the research and study but ultimately yeah. just it just when you was accept, it for you sorry was it was it not for you not for me so it came all back to the end that this is my new life. I have 10% energy every day from normal normal yeah. person. And I just have to accept it and live, live yeah. with those limits. I like the way you said that, that you have a 10% energy compared to the normal person. Only be I like that because it's a really good way to describe it. I think everyone can understand that, you know, you have, and now because I see everything in a, in a movie too now i'm picturing like the the little video game thing life um, bar, <laughs> right? life bar yes exactly and most people have this you know the full 100 percent. but those of us with chronic pain depending yeah. it can be anywhere in that range right yeah. and it's very rare that um, it's very rare that at least for me i shoot up to the whole 100 percent. or if i do it's for maybe an hour and then, and then it's you know it depletes much faster than the average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I really, a, I learned when got from doctors like cheat, how I can increase that ten percent to eighty or something like that. I would take extra, extra. No, sorry. That's okay. Male hormone. What is that? Testosterone. Testosterone. Yeah, testosterone gel, and that would help. It boosts oh. me up like it gives you a half an hour, one hour boost. But there's mm -hmm. a downfall. The next day, you have to take those extra cheats, what you used on that one day one. Day two, you take those away from the 10%. And if it's uh. more than 10%, then it's next day minus, next day minus. And uh. I could four days in the bed if I... If I like I had friends coming over in in US and we went to Disney, so I, I did it three times higher dosage than I was supposed to. I was like a Duracell bunny. I was going ahead and we run through Oh, the dear. And I was four days in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. That, And that that's probably one of the biggest problems. And that's something that I've now kind of discovered is where where is the limit to stop? And even where we're kind of renovating our kitchen right now. And my husband kept, kept saying to me, you know, you know, take breaks, you mm. know, be careful. And I'm like, I know. He goes, I know you know, but mm -hmm. I also know that you push yourself. Oh. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's true. That's my wife. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's good to to have somebody that understands that you need to take breaks and you need to be careful. It sounds like your wife is very, very understanding. Yeah. She knows my limits and she knows the same as what your husband is telling you. You should yeah. take breaks, but you're, I guess you're if you were doing kickboxing and all these, you need to have a mentality that 
you don't quit you you have to practice you don't get better if you don't push harder and then it has right. into your normal life if you do something in the kitchen you just you storm at it and you keep going till it's ready right and that doesn't that doesn't work for me anymore i think i think you understand that since you were into sports too and yeah there's many more limitations now yeah. which is really sucky <laughs> sucky yeah yeah um okay so let's talk about this book all right tell us what is the name of it uh it's called black table and it's a series it's free book uh, black table series okay what's it about it's a science fiction uh, book about two Finnish guys who are super sci-fi fans. Like they know everything about sci-fi. Okay. So their whole life, they were best friends. They watch sci-fi. They do all the sci-fi stuff, and then they have a convention, a Comic Con convention, coming in the Portland, in US. Okay. And and they're huge they they are idolizing this dr wells who is uh let's say like he's the rottenberry of these days that he's the who is uh he who has written all the science fiction best tv series best movies and he's a okay okay a scientist so now they have a chance to see him live in in portland in the comic con so they travel there but then uh tragedy strikes and the doctor dies there at the comic con but before that he's pushing a book on one of the main characters hands and telling to find something and this find something leads the boys to a pretty big adventure where they accidentally they find an alien artifact and accidentally activate it and they are going going around but they use the earth science fiction knowledge to solve all problems and help oh. other stuff with the earth science fiction knowledge yeah well that sounds pretty cool i like that okay and so you said it's a trilogy it's a trilogy yeah are all three of them out yet all three are out the last one came a year ago out yeah okay nice and so where where do people pick them up it's on amazon amazon i'm a self-publishing author but the first one the books have already sold 10,000 pieces on Amazon. Dang, that's amazing. Thanks. And then uh, the first, first book won the world largest indie author competition. Or sorry, first book came second on, on the science fiction category. And the second book won that science fiction category in the same competition. Amazing. Yeah. And that is Thing. Now there is some, let's say like that, because I have written, uh, signed NDAs, I'm not allowed to talk about them, but there is very, very big attention coming from US for the books, for some other other things, yeah, let's say like this, like other entertainment franchise. Ooh, that's exciting. I am so happy. And once you're able to talk about it eventually hopefully um you're gonna come back on and share that with me first right yeah <laughs> excellent excellent um okay and so where do people follow you i think instagram i am i should be in tiktok but i'm not i tried a it's like i rather eat nails than do tiktok <laughs> 
that's so funny because I love I absolutely love TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I started actually on TikTok because of cute animal videos. And mm. so my pets have their own TikTok account. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll make a TikTok account for me. Um, my animals have like way more followers because they're mm -hmm. adorable. Um, but yeah, no, I love TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a live video. I'm, I'm, I used to be extrovert, but nowadays I'm so introverted. Not a chance. Uh, yeah, that that'd do it. I'm, I, I like being extroverted, but there are days that I'm like, just leave me alone. I don't want to mm. talk. <laughs> okay, so you're on Instagram. Um, what is your handle? Ooh. <laughs> Tricky question. I know. I, I, I had to update it because of the big projects coming up that it's more and I'm also I have a home page it's just the black table series the black table series okay black table series I have to check that also <laughs> I just create them because of the new yes all of that exciting things that seem to be happening yes and it was very it's just black table no it's not <laughs> Uh, blacktableseries.com is my web new website. Excellent. Um, and, and so is there... Um, Instagram yeah. is author.a.penanen. Okay, perfect. And we're going to throw those links in the description, of course. Um, is there anything else that you want to you wanna share with the audience? Mm, maybe. Don't give up. Like... I like that. My neurologist, she was, she's not working anymore. She, she was the leading neurologist in Finland. And she said that she has never seen this bad case that normal person would have already killed themselves. Like encouraging words for someone who just <laughs> found out that they are going to have this for the rest of their life. So yeah. don't give up dream big and don't be afraid to try new things. I love that. I love that. So thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us here on the show and sharing your story. I think it was awesome. Um, and I think everybody needs to go and check out the books. Um, yes, plural books. Get the number one, the number two, the number three, and then you're ready for whatever it is, big news that's coming. Yeah, you will be first to know, okay? From I um, like it. Thank you, thank you. Perfect. All right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Randy. As always, thank you so much for the amazing guests that we have on the show. Um, be sure to check out their links down in the description below. If you want to support the channel, go ahead and check out our merch store. We've got some very cool things on there. That's my favorite. Sorry, I'm busy ending the stigma. Um, but there's some other very cool designs. 10% of the proceeds always goes back to the Canadian Mental Health Association. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at RB Media because we have some great new shows coming up and you never want to miss any of those episodes. And remember, the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly and honestly. Bye!